Brian, thank you very much indeed for that update. Now, needless to say, our discussion about hair salons on opening late or early uh, has generated quite an amount of traffic on the web and uh, on Twitter. Personally, says Patrick Brennan on Twitter, personally, I think it will be great to see wild hair and shaved heads everywhere. Our hair salons essential work, not in a million years. By way of contrast, a listener texts, I need a haircut. It's all I want, as do many others. I do not need it styled. I want to go to my hairdresser uh, <clears throat> having washed my own hair before. I want it dampened and then a quick cut only. Then I am straight out the door with damp hair, directly home, into the shower for a total wash and clean clothes. No hair dryer blowing warm air and bugs around the place. Is this too much to ask? A very quick turnaround in a salon with one or two people in at a time. Perfect. With masks, visors, sanitizers, the works, of course. Now... In other business, the Bar Council, the organisation that represents most of the state's barristers, has been discussing the possibility of crimes being tried in non-jury courts during the COVID-19 emergency. Michal O'Higgins is Chairman of the Council of the Bar of Ireland. He's with me now in studio. Thank you indeed for coming in, Michal. Anybody reading the headline in today's Irish Times about the Bar Council exploring the idea of cases being tried in non-jury courts might think the world has gone mad. Well, Sean, just to set matters in context, uh, the... The bar um, is, is, as you know, we're, we're a representative body of about 2,200 barristers. And uh, one thing that informs really all of our considerations and deliberations is that people need to be, to be able to access justice. So whether they're litigants, whether they're victims, uh, or whether they're people accused of uh, crime, uh, they need to get into the courts and have access uh, to be able to do that. And one area of particular challenge in terms of uh, the right of access to justice is, of course, uh, social distancing, which is going to be with us for the foreseeable future, even when the current restrictions lift. And that means that jury trials uh, present a particular challenge to the court service and how we move forward. So the Bar Council uh, is looking at ideas as to how best to get the normal court system back up and running when the government eases uh, the current restrictions. And what we've done is we've sent, um, uh, we'll call it an overused term perhaps, but a, a roadmap of sorts or a list of suggestions mm-hmm. and proposals to the court service uh, and we're aware from uh, their very proactive response that it's being actively considered by the court service uh, and we're hoping uh, at government level Yeah, well. but, but non-jury courts, Michal, uh, like, the word constitution comes immediately to mind because don't people have the right to be tried by jury? They do, that's absolutely right. And that is why, uh, as it happens, um, the, uh, any consideration of uh, diluting or abolishing jury trial does not in fact feature, I'm looking at it here, does not in fact feature in the proposal that we've put in. But what I should, should say is, uh, I, I might mention just as a matter of context, the, the, the particular provisions that do feature in our document. One is the point I've already made, access to justice for all citizens is paramount. Uh, secondly, that compliance with government advice on social distancing is key and has to be factored into any, any uh, arrangements that are put in place. Congregation of groups should be limited to necessary attendees and kept as low as possible. Mm-hmm. That has an implication for callovers of cases uh, traditionally in the courts. Uh, communication and advance notice between judges, court service and legal practitioners is also vital to, to, to the reforms that need to happen. And remote hearings, that is to say, non-physical um, live hearings uh, should take place wherever possible. Now, one difficulty, of course, is that remote hearings, which we very much welcome the introduction of, and the court service and the judiciary have been very proactive and uh, modern in the way they've uh, piloted and in fact introduced and, and begun to roll out remote hearings. One problem is that, of course, 
uh, witness actions and most particularly jury matters uh, aren't really conducive to remote hearings because the jury and the judge and the practitioner need to be able to see the various uh, I know, but I mean, court. could you not just adjust or alter the way people are, are spread out in a courtroom? Obviously, the jury box is there, physical distancing there, not possible. But could you put jurors down into the body of the court, normally reserved for the public, for instance? Yes, and John, that's in fact exactly what has occurred so far. So when uh, the virus reached our shore, you'll appreciate that um, uh, trials were already up and running physically in the circuit court and in the uh, central criminal court and other courts. And so what judges did in consultation with practitioners is that they decided, well, we're going to deal with this. We're going to try and keep the trial going. It's not not ideal to abandon a trial halfway through. So what they did is, and there's one's continuing even now, uh, they they did just as you say. uh, Juries were invited to move out of their small confined area uh, where they would normally sit. And for their deliberations, they were put into a, they were given a courtroom all to themselves. And during the trial, they were spread out across the courtroom. And one very interesting practical proposal that we're hopeful will feature um, at some point when uh, the implementation groups uh, are organised by the court service and the government is that, for instance, larger venues, I've heard academics speak about this, and I think it's a point worth considering, whatever about implementing, larger venues such as lecture theatres have been canvassed uh, as an option in, for instance, by Lord Burnett in the United Kingdom. I'm aware of that. I'm aware historically, and I've heard academics speak about this as well, that uh, during World War II, circuit court trials had seven jurors uh, five short of R, uh, mm-hmm. as it were, in number, uh, and that could be perhaps accommodated safely. But now, th- that is a far-reaching proposal. It's not Bar Council uh, policy. Yes, but I mentioned that as the range of matters, like academics. Wh- wh- what the Irish Times reports to be sort of to quote for, from it uh, this morning: the organisation representing the states barristers, or most of the states barristers, in other, in other words, yourselves, you're researching the idea of ordinary crimes being tried in non-jury courts as part of the response to the coronavirus. Well, I've, I should I, I should indicate that the I've heard again. It's it's. Uh, an academic query the, the question whether uh, the DPP's power to certify that the ordinary courts are inadequate, which is something that's currently mm-hmm. there uh, and we know is used in gangland contexts or in the context of paramilitary uh, crimes, uh, whether that could be, quote unquote, imaginatively interpreted so as to incorporate a right to put uh, other I, matters in the special. I think there would be, uh, I, I hear I'm speaking personally, but I, I imagine it would be the view of, of, of many practitioners. There would be constitutional implications to that. Uh, one could uh, readily uh, imagine that if there was to be an attempt to force unwilling litigants under duress. So you'd uh, have to agree to it. And maybe uh, there, there might be a merit. I don't know. You, you'd have more experience in this, obviously, than I would. Uh, lawyers might feel that a, a, um, a defendant might have a better chance of um, of a not guilty finding from a, ju- from a non-jury court in some kind of cases? Perhaps. It's a, it's a troublesome one. I think that um, certainly uh, um, it, it, would some, it would be something that a barrister would have to advise the client on uh, and we would have certainly major concerns if there was to be any attempt to foist such a matter on, on unwilling litigants because after all, as you, you pointed out in the opening, the right to a jury trial is embodied in the Constitution. It's there and it's there for good reason. Yeah. How, how much of this is driven by, I suppose, a drop in income uh, in, in your own case and that of colleagues I mean, if the courts aren't functioning, um, there presumably is a big drop in the, the, the flow of fees and fee income to, to people working at the bar. Yes, unfortunately, and in fairness, I'm sure this is the case across the board, for particularly for self-employed persons, not just the bar or solicitors or um, users of the courts. 
uh, the reality is that for, you know, barristers earn their income from court trials proceeding. If they're not proceeding, the tap is somewhat turned off. Now, in our case, it's a little bit of an unusual model in that there's a tunnel of time or a, a, a period of time during the, the period of when one gets paid for a case and the doing of the case, the carrying out of your, mm. your professional obligations. So some barristers will continue to get fees in from cases done a year ago or two years ago. Uh, particularly younger members I'd be particularly concerned about who are reliant upon what's known as the split fee arrangement in the district court where one gets um, uh, not enormous sums now but in the region of uh, €65 for contested trial uh, or um, uh, €25 for remand which are important matters involving custody. If they're stopping even that level of income is not available to the younger barristers. Do barristers, young or old, have access to the government's COVID payments? Uh, they can certainly apply for them and, and I'm aware that some barristers have applied. OK, well look, it's something we'll watch. We'll watch developments there. Thank you indeed for coming to studio. That's, studio. That's Michal O'Higgins there, uh, Chairman of the Council of the Bar of Ireland. We'll take a break.